Welcome to the Endurance Horse Podcast, where endurance riders from all across the globe gather, sharing their stories, goals, and progress as they train for and compete in endurance events at every level. So kick off your shoes, pull up a chair, and listen as we gather around the virtual campfire and listen to friends from across the world. Hello, this is Chris. And Jim. And not only are we doing Endurance Horse Podcast now... We are also doing... We're also doing the 100-mile endurance challenges. They're virtuals that you can do at home on your own. Record your miles, send it in, and get a cool thing, like a medal. So I know most of the world's been put on hold, and we explained Warhorse to you before. So now I get the pleasure of sharing with you some people who are finished with the Warhorse Challenge, and then some people who are currently still working on it. And we have so much variety. And the whole point of it was just to give people something to aim for. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely fantastic, the, uh, the feedback that you're getting from this thing. Yeah, there's people doing it in all kinds of ways. We have Dandelion, who is a mini, who is getting a lot of driving miles in. Oh, yeah. And we got a uh, donkey. Morris the donkey. Morris the donkey. And um, he's going to be talking to you later. And I've been doing it on horseback, and I've been doing it with running and with biking. But probably not so much biking anymore now that I'm able to run again. Yeah, Jim had a sore knee for my birthday present. When the trails opened back up, he went two hours riding with me after not riding for a while. So that twisted his knee a bit. So he was on the bench. Well, my knee was hurting before then, but that, yeah, that kind of put me over the edge. But it was fun. But we just went back to running. And, um, well, I've been, I've been keeping running. We're doing Rosebud, I should say that. My daughter and I are doing the Rosebud 100-mile challenge. And I, so I should tell you that this has grown into four challenges. And so there is the Warhorse 100-mile challenge. There is the Rosebud 100-mile challenge, Valkyrie, and Ranger. And Ranger and Rosebud are both partial benefits. I mean, we have to cover our costs, and this takes a lot of time, so I have to have some funding to keep going. For Rosebud, we've done amazing things. Um, people have additionally donated over $1,265. And people are chomping at the bit to, for you to get Valkyrie out there. So is Alexis. So Alexis is my daughter, and we're both doing Rosebud running together. You guys have ran with us a few times, but her and I, all of our 100 miles are either walking together, running together. So she's really enjoyed that. So she's really enjoyed doing the, the running and walking with me, and we're almost done. I think we have about 20-ish miles left, and we'll probably finish up uh, not this week, but next week. Yeah, I'm not sure where I'm at with Warhorse right now. I've been putting all my bike miles on to, uh, to Rosebud, so I guess I'm just going to have to finish Warhorse, and then when I get done with that one, then I'll start putting all the miles on to Rosebud. I think you should try riding with me again with Houdini with just a different saddle. There you just go. I think I think that one the little shorter ride. Yeah, shorter ride and I'll haul out for a short ride with you any day. Uh-huh. Don't I'll have to take, twist your arm up. I'll take what I can get. So Rosebud is to benefit and the reason it's named Rosebud is the Rosebud Reservation out in South Dakota. Boys and Girls Club. It's the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, and they do great things. Did you know they have children over a thousand meals a month? They have, I think, three sites, but the main site we're focused on is the actual Rosebud site. So they actually need the funding a lot right now because they're still providing the meals. It's a pretty amazing thing. And then everybody listening should be pretty familiar with who AERC is, right? And so because the endurance rides aren't happening, AERC is not getting all the funding from us doing our rides. So Jim, the kind man that he is, said, sure, why don't we do one for ARC? So Ranger is actually the last challenge of the year, and $5 from every entry fee to Ranger will go into just us writing a check to AERC, and it should get to be $1,500, just like Rosebud. Cool. Yeah, so 
I just think you guys don't need to listen to us talk anymore. We should get on with it because there's some really cool ways these people are completing the challenges. It doesn't have to be on horseback. You can be leading your horse. Those are some of my favorite stories I've been hearing is you can lead your horse. You can drive your horse. You can ride your horse. You can ride a bike. Somebody's roller skating 100 miles. The whole point of this is just to keep people excited and motivated and going forward and they'll get some cool gear for it. So guys, thanks for listening. We appreciate all of you and sponsors. So we were contacted by HiloFit and if you haven't heard of HiloFit, HiloFit is an amazing system that works with your smartphone app. So you put your heart rate monitor on the girth of the horse, and if you want to, you wear one on your, your body too, and it will sync to your phone, and you will have your horse's heart rate recorded the whole ride, which I think is amazing because right now, you know, it's hard to do that, to have that information. That's a lot of good information on how your horse is actually doing on hills, how fast they're recovering, and it all gets saved in an app. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, very cool. So they're gonna be sending me a system to test out here soon. And they're also giving away a HiloFit system to a random person in Rosebud. So we're gonna do an online Facebook Live, you know, random drawing on the computer and it will pick a number from 300 pick who wins this HiloFit system and I think that's really cool because these challenges are about just motivation and miles and not about competition but yeah you can be luckily and randomly picked for this cool system yeah looking forward to it and don't forget renegade hoof boots renegade hoof boots is so generous Jim do you know how generous they are tell me they are giving away a free pair of hoof boots for all four challenges. No. Yeah. So Warhorse, Rosebud, Valkyrie, and Ranger Renegade has committed to giving away a pair of hoof boots for every challenge. Wow. So we are so thankful for them. And they have some pretty awesome looking products. You need to check them out. And uh, we'll have a link to their products in the show notes. And I hear on from a lot of endurance riders that Renegades are a pretty great boot. And then there's U.S. Rider. U.S. Rider for Rosebud is giving away a free membership. U.S. Rider, for those of you who don't know, they are the triple A of the horse kingdom. If So if you break down on the side of the road, they're going to make sure your horses have a place to go. And they're going to make sure you're taken care of. And it is a great system. Thank you, U.S. Rider, Hilofit, and Renegade. I am so blessed to have you all as sponsors. You know it. Oh, there's one more. It's like it just keeps getting better. There's one more. So we're talking about Warhorse mostly in this one. But guess what? Hmm. In Valkyrie, Skiddo. Skiddo Saddle Pads, one of the best saddle pads out there in the world, is going to give an endurance saddle pad away and guess what you get to pick the color wow yeah so all of these challenges they are limited so warhorse closed out at 500 rosebud is closing out at 300 valkyrie at 500 and ranger at 300 and there's only a few spots left in rosebud from what i understand there are 67 spots left in rosebud and they will go quick they will go quick because when warhorse got down to this point it went really fast and I heard back from a lot of people, hey, can I still get in there? Nope, when it is gone at that number, it's done. On to the best part of this podcast, which is the other people. So without further ado, I bring to you episode 39 of Endurance Horse Podcast. Enjoy the ride. Bye. Bye. Hello, my name is Nicole and I live in Sheffield, Tasmania. I've been riding only since 2009 and competing in endurance since then. I now have 13 horses, mostly Arabs, but I do have an Australian stock horse and a standard bred. I prefer mares and have only three geldings. I'm 71 miles into the War Horse Challenge and absolutely loving it. The horse I chose to do the challenge on is my six-year-old Arabian mare, Abastra. She's the first horse we have bred and is a bit of a favourite. She was started under saddle last year, so this challenge was a great reason to start legging her up. 
Having a goal to complete something is what I like about the challenge. It gives you a reason to log those miles and share photos, stories and all the different reasons people are taking up the challenge. My relationship with my horse is definitely stronger. We have always had a good bond and trusted each other, but this was mainly on the ground. My horse is certainly more confident going out three to four times a week and usually on her own. This has improved her forwardness and she now can't wait to go on the float. War Horse is a fantastic opportunity for like-minded people to share their experiences with others from all over the world. I love it so much I'm doing the rosebud and can't wait to do the other challenges. I've strongly recommended this challenges to all my friends as I absolutely love it. Hi, my name's Susan Dickinson. I live in California, Kentucky, which is part of the Southeast region. Although I ride in the North as well, I'm technically a Southeast rider. I was very fortunate to be born into a family with a racehorse trainer, a jockey, a blacksmith, and many family members with a true love for horses. So I inherited it as much as got into it, and I'm thankful for that. I completed the War Horse 100 Mile Challenge today. I completed this challenge with my favorite endurance gelding, KC Exalt Harry, better known as Henry or the social director around this barn. Henry's the best free horse I've ever owned in my entire life. I got Henry as an eight-year-old with issues. He really wasn't rideable, and he didn't like to get on trailers. I think Cindy Young spent five hours trying to load him. Thank goodness he didn't go home with Cindy. Over the last five years, we've grown to understand, love, and appreciate each other. Henry turned 13 on May the 15th, and we're working hard to be a decade team. We completed the 75 at the Iron Horse last fall, and we were looking forward to 100 at the Biltmore this year. Due to current situations, that obviously didn't happen. So along came Christina and the War Horse 100-mile challenge. What a fantastic way for me to still put the miles in and give him the recognition of his dedication and commitment to myself and the miles we go through each and every day. It was very rewarding to be able to finish today, bring Henry home, spray him down, and say, congratulations, young man, you just finished 100. Wasn't the 100 we were looking for this year, but I'm certainly thankful to have done it just the same. Henry's my best friend, and if we didn't have these 100 miles together on the trail, he would be so unhappy with me, and he has quite the attitude to share with me that he's unhappy. So it wasn't only training and conditioning and miles together. It's our happy place. We did lots of our miles in Shawnee, which is lots of hill work. So the strength and conditioning that we gained on all those hills, look out when we hit the flat rides, we're ready to go. I look forward to doing other 100-mile challenges. I'm really excited for Valkyrie to open next month. I would recommend this to anybody. It's a goal. It keeps you focused and driven and it's so rewarding to look back and see how far you've come together with your horse as a team. It's not Henry. It's not me. It's Susan and Henry as a team. These challenges just enforce that and make it stronger. Good luck to everyone. Enjoy your ride and never let a day pass without enjoying your horse. Hi, my name is Sarah from Buckley, Washington. I grew up with backyard ponies in the pasture. As a kid, my skill level was sitting bareback on ponies as they snacked on long grass. I grew up and had kids of my own before getting back into horses. This time around, we took lessons. A whole new world opened up, and I realized how much education both my brain and body needed to communicate effectively with the horses. I went from riding bareback in a halter to full harness with all of its buckles and straps. Instead of pulling on the right rein to go right, now both reins, shoulders, hips, leg, my whole body communicates with the intent and allows the movement of the horse. Knowledge opened the door to future possibilities. My kids started taking lessons on a 10-hand Shetland pony named Dandy, short for dandelion. Dandy knew how to drive, and so when the kids weren't up for a lesson that week, I would get the opportunity to drive Dandy. We all clicked. She is sweet, 
confident, and reliable for the kids. When she gets hitched to the cart, she has spirit and power. She loves to go. Dandy was graciously sold to us with a continued support of lessons, even to this day. The kids outgrew her, but I still take lessons, because even though I forget as much as I learn, our communication keeps reaching new levels, and so I have frequent questions. This spring, with the pandemic, our lessons were on pause at the same time the lush grass started growing in the field. It was easy to push off driving until tomorrow, and then tomorrow got busy as well, or it would rain. End result. Dandy needed to lose some weight. One of the carriage driving groups I follow on Facebook shared the Warhorse 100 Mile Challenge. Perfect timing. In a burst of motivation, I signed up, and it was the next morning that the weight of 100 miles really set in. Can we do it? I wasn't sure. I thought at least it will keep us accountable, even if we don't finish. So I downloaded the mileage app and tracked us as we did the usual workout in the field for 1.69 miles. The next day, we went a little further, 2.5 miles. Dandy did it like a boss. Maybe I wasn't giving my little mare enough credit, but driving around in circles was going to drive me crazy. So we hit the nearby paved trail. Historically, Dandy loves this trail, but we hadn't been out since the stay-at-home orders. Now that the trails were open, she was ready. Oh, the joy. She was so very happy to be out. She'd call to the bicyclists as they'd passed. She'd slow down to visit with kids. She'd nicker and they'd giggle. She really wanted scratches, but both the kids and Dandy would have to wait due to the state of the world right now. The kids were a lot more understanding than Dandy was. She'd pout for a good hundred yards before she'd perk back up again. When we got back to the trailer, we had gone 4.2 miles. That was the moment when I really felt that we would be able to complete the challenge. We are now over halfway through and Dandy is loving each adventure we go on. There have been rainy days that before Warhorse, I probably wouldn't have driven. Now we get out there and Dandy's joyful energy makes it so much fun. And I'm always glad I did. She has days she prefers to walk and days where she really wants to go fast. Even though I'll get the medal, Dandy is the real winner. She gets a person that is learning to put her joy first. I encourage people to sign up for the Warhorse 100, even if they do not finish. The motivation and support within Warhorse is worth so much more than a medal. Hey, all you Endurance Horse Podcast listeners. This is Binky Tunney again, coming to you this time from my barn house in Sullivan in southeastern Wisconsin in America, the USA. Um, so Christina wanted me to say a little bit about like one of these challenges or whatnot. I'll tell you the story. She came up with this brilliant idea and then she was all vacillating about it and stuff. So she calls me up and tells me her brilliant idea. And I was like, yo, <laughs> that's friggin' brilliant. Um, because the, the whole world has been paralyzed by the stupid COVID-19 crap. All of our rides are getting canceled left and right. It's so much more fun to ride with a purpose than to just, you know, go and plunk around on the trail. So, yeah, um, Warhorse 100 Mile Challenge, um, game on. And she, she mentioned to me, like, oh, you can probably finish it in a month, so blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, hmm, maybe I could, maybe I couldn't. Do I do that much riding? I don't know. And then I kind of calculated in my head and I'm like, I'm kind of just a little bit shy of a hundo per month. So I noticed that I was riding a little bit longer every time I hit the saddle and I knew I was like more motivated to get to the barn than usual and trying to plan out, oh, maybe I could take one day off of work to get those extra miles in. And sure enough, I did it, finished it in a month. Woohoo! Yay me. Um, it was also really cool that when I was, like, the, the day I was literally putting on my last few miles for the challenge, I ran into another challenge rider on the trail, Melinda Stewart, whoop, whoop, and uh, her critter, Missy. is nice to see you, but it's cool that even though we had to be separated by all this stupid social distancing and... Um, all that junk, we could still be involved in the same sort of project on the same sort of trail system in real time. It was 
was it was pretty cool. But um, so that day I did a couple extra miles. Okay, maybe like ten extra miles. So I'm like, can't waste those miles. Gotta sign up for the Rosebud Challenge. So once again, uh, I'm gonna try and get her done in a month, but it will probably involve taking a day or two off of work because it's been raining. And uh, I don't like riding in the rain. I'll do it if I can win a ribbon. But (laughs) with all our rides getting canceled, not a lot of motivation to ride in the rain. Um, So that is all for now. I wish you all fantastic luck in completing your challenges. Um, It's nice to see all the crazy different locations you guys are riding in and uh, all your very, very interesting mounts and uh, um, the vast differences in age we have going, but also the very, very wide range of situations you have, like older horses that maybe have some health issues. So you got to take it a little bit slow or you got very, very young horses that maybe aren't even saddle broke yet. So you just got to run down the road or something (laughs) alongside your critter. You know, it's pretty awesome. But hey, people, get her done. Yeah, I'm just... uh, I'm a little thrilled that she came up with this concept. Go, Christina. Happy trails, everyone. Hello, I'm Sonia Connect Hoshi, and I live in Noakesville, Virginia, with my equines. I was your typical horse crazy kid, and I was lucky enough to have a mare when I was in high school. But after high school, I, I had to sell her because I went off to college. And then I was out of horses for a long time. I rode sometimes when I could, but I never, I did not own another one until I came into my 40s, got into my 40s. And my first horse going back into 40s was this wonderful, is this wonderful draft cross named Reuben. And when I brought Reuben home, he needed a companion. And for his companion, because at that point in my life, I did not think I could ride enough. I didn't want another horse, so I got a donkey. And so that is really how I got into donkeys. So it says, what I am doing the Rosebud Challenge with my donkey, Morris. Actually, my husband is helping me along with my donkey, Mimi. I got Mimi... Mimi is the donkey I got when I got Reuben. I needed a, he needed a friend. He was lonely. So I brought Mimi home, and she is this cute little spotted donkey. And she white with donkey-colored spots. And I got her. She was very young. She was basically feral, and I couldn't get my hands on her. They dropped her off. She, I could tell she was terrified, but she looked healthy, so I accepted, I accepted her. And she and Reuben had this wonderful, wonderful relationship for a long time. Well, back in 2015, I saw something on Facebook about donkeys home for the holidays. And and at that point, I had another horse. I was taking Reuben out more. And then Mimi would be home alone. And she was lonely. So I decided, okay, I needed to get another donkey. Well, who doesn't need another donkey? And in 2015, there was something out there called donkeys home for the holidays and this woman um, Denise from Good Faith Equine was bringing herds of donkeys up from Kilpens in Texas and she was adopting them out and I re- saw this and I was thought about it and then no not a good idea and then it just it's one of these ideas that once I get I just can't get rid of and it, it was like calling me so I contacted her paid some money through PayPal and went to see this herd of donkeys, not knowing which donkey I was going to come home with because it was a herd of donkeys. I walked into the the pen and there were probably at least 20 donkeys. And and I knew I wanted a male that had been gelded because a female was a chance to be pregnant and I didn't want to deal with that. So, but then I'm looking and she's saying, well, that's, that's a Jack and that's one, that's a boy, that's a boy, that's a boy. How do I, I can't choose. I don't know how I'm going to choose. So basically, Morris, who is now my donkey, chose me. He walked up to me and basically said, human, take me home. And I figure if you have a donkey who's probably terrified of people walk up to you and choose you, that's the donkey you need to take home. And he's a cute donkey. 
So he's the one that I'm doing the rosebud challenge with. I this all the starting the rosebud challenge was because about a month, two months ago, I was cleaning the paddock with the wheelbarrow, and Morris decided to back up between the handles of the wheelbarrow, handles of the wheelbarrow. And I looked at him and I'm going, I think you want a job. And he didn't itch on it. He didn't do anything. He just hooked, he backed himself up between the handles of the wheelbarrow. And I looked at him and said, hey, I bet I could train him to drive a cart. So that all started this process. So then what I went out is I decided I would start leading him because in order for him to learn how to pull a cart, I need, he needs manners. He needs to be able to walk and do things. So leading is the first step. So I took him out to lead. Well, then not so long after that, I saw about the Rosebud Challenge. And I'm also, I am an English as a second language teacher for one of the highest immigrant population schools in the county. And I like that the donation, that there were donations to Boys and Girls Club, the Rosebud Reservation, because I want, because that really struck me for my own kids. During this COVID crisis, I am not able to see my own kids that I teach and I miss them. So I decided I would like to help other kids. And I decided to join the Rosebud Challenge with Morris walking on my own two feet. So I started the Rosebud Challenge. Well, my husband, who's also a, a math teacher at the local high school, is stuck at home too. So he's, and I have another donkey. He said, well, I'll come out and walk Mimi. I said, that would be wonderful. So I am now taking out Morris and Mimi. We are taking out Morris and Mimi on walks around our neighborhood, doing their challenge that way. We've only got about 5.55 miles. Very proud of those 5.55 miles. But we're getting, we will get there little by little. The next goal is trying to load Morris onto the trailer and load Mimi onto the trailer because then we could take them to other places and do other things. But first, now we're just walking and keep a bag of treats with me. And I encourage it step by step by step. Morris has a lot of try though. He is willing to do things that surprises me all the time. He has a lot of try. He has a lot of effort. Um, the other big, big thing this happened this year is I've had a hard time getting people to come and try to trim his feet because he will basically, when I first got him, he was so terrified of people touching him. It would be dangerous for anyone who tried. Now this spring, I was able to go and pick up all four feet by giving him some treats. For some reason, this donkey has told me this year he needs to do things with me. And I said, okay, let's do it. It sounds weird, but I believe it. So the best part of doing this 100-mile challenge is that I'm enjoying my time with Morris. He's a cool donkey, and I can see us making a progress step-by-step, step, and that's what I love the best. I believe that doing this 100-mile is going to affect my relationship with, my, with Morris 100%. I'm spending a lot more time with him than I probably would other hand, on the other hand, and he and I are both enjoying the journey together. Um, he gets to eat some grass. Plus my little donkey Mimi, she's coming out and my husband's having fun too. So the four of us are actually pretty having a lot of fun going out there and walking together. And I think, I think Morris is gaining from this challenge. Morris is gaining from this challenge confidence. He's, I, he's trusting me more. We've had some scary spots, but he, he's looked at me and said, okay, I'm going to stick with you, human. You'll be okay. He almost walked onto the trailer for me with some magic goodness, goodness of Altium. I was surprised. I really feel like we're going to get there. And I definitely would suggest doing the Rosebud to other writers. I think it's an, it's an awesome opportunity during this COVID time of social distancing and endurance rides being stopped and all this depressing things happening. These challenges are really helping me stay motivated and give me something to do. Plus, it's it's a great way to keep me motivated to go out and work with Morris and gives us a, a doable goal. It's 100 miles on foot, but we don't have to do it in one day. Um, what I like to say is I like to go slow to go fast and with a donkey, even more so with a horse. You definitely need to go slow to go fast. We are on donkey time. Donkey time means that you have to be even more patient than you are with a horse. But we're doing it and we're having fun doing it. I, at least I am. And I'm pretty sure Morris is and Mimi is and my husband. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Mm -hmm.
Hi everyone, this is Frank and Ann from Barrie, Massachusetts. I was born in the saddle, so to speak. My family had a riding stable, and more than once I've heard the story and saw the picture of me at a few weeks old on a pony named Susie in the kitchen, as my mom was very sick and the family wanted to make sure she saw me on a horse. Luckily, she was okay, and I grew up on the stable and have been riding my entire 55 years. I, on the other hand, have loved horses all my life and have wanted one since I was nine years old but never actually started riding until I was in my 50s. My son met the woman who became his wife, and her mother owned a few horses, and after meeting her, I started riding one of her horses and learning how to ride at the very young age of 52 years old. Frank and I now own five horses together and enjoy many riding adventures. We've been doing more and more riding and bought a living quarters trailer to start horse camping. We started tracking our miles just for fun a couple years ago. We had never done an endurance ride or competition, so when we saw the Warhorse Challenge, we thought, why not? We ride a lot anyway. We signed up along with our friend Stephanie, who rides one of our horses too. We completed the Warhorse Challenge and are currently over halfway to completing the Rosebud Challenge. I normally ride Tigger, an Appy Quarter Horse Cross with some anxiety issues. He has come a long way in the three years I've had him, and I found the best thing for him is lots of miles under saddle. I have two quarter horse mares that I absolutely adore. Penelope is my forever heart horse and her, my go-to girl. I ride her as much as I can as she makes me feel like a confident rider and I always feel safe on her. Zoe is my other horse that I have ridden a couple of times while Penelope was unavailable. Our friend Stephanie normally rides my girl Zoe as she is a little headstrong and her and Stephanie have become quite a pair on the trails. I am so happy to have met Stephanie and that she rides Zoe and that we have become such good riding partners. We also recently purchased a quarter horse mix gelding for Frank's grandson to ride eventually, and he has been a nice addition to our gang. Both Frank and I have had the chance to ride him during these challenges to help condition him and make sure he is safe and trustworthy. We both think the challenges are a fun way to track miles and motivated us to ride even more. In some cases, a little longer ride to reach a milestone for one of us. Right, Stephanie? One of the best parts, I think, is the new contacts, friends, and camaraderie on Facebook of others doing the challenges, seeing the different parts of the country to ride in, and also other parts of the world. We think that the more time you spend in the saddle bonding and connecting with your horse can only be a benefit to your relationship, especially with the trust and comfort level for the both of you while riding on trails. You never know what you're going to find on a trail. Committing to a 100-mile challenge gives us an additional push to help accomplish relationship building between us and our horse. As Ann just stated, the benefits to both you and your horse while doing these challenges is an amazing bond. Not to mention the exercise the horses and us as riders are getting. We choose different length trails and different terrain from hills to flat, etc. to help us all be in better condition. We've already suggested these challenges to several people as a fun, motivating method of adding miles in the saddle. We want everyone to gain the experience and benefits that we have while completing these challenges and look forward to more in the future. Personally, between Anne, myself, and Stephanie, we've built an even stronger bond of friendship with the miles we've ridden. It's also amazing to see the relationship and trust between the horses improve greatly as well. I'm Kate from Australia and I entered the Warhorse 100 Miles Challenge with Queenie. I've pretty much liked horses for as long as I can remember. When I was younger I used to get on just about anything as long as I meant being around horses. And um, there was a few, definitely a few sketchy moments that I look back on and I just shake my head and wonder how I survived childhood. <laughs> Me and a mate used to play with a Shetland Ernie and I remember riding him without a helmet and I mean, I didn't have much experience and he could get a little bit spicy sometimes and that was pretty funny. <laughs> I remember one time I had to bail off him because he was playing up bad and me and my mate never told our parents in case we got out in trouble. <laughs> I think I was only about six at the time as well. I've known for a really long time that I wanted a horse and about three months ago that finally happened and I bought Queenie as my first horse. She's a 14 hand high four-year-old chestnut mare who came from a cattle station. I went to an auction with my best mate Bria and I bought her from the pen section which was admittedly a bit risky. 
I didn't know much about her, but I got to chat with her owners about her and they let me hop on her in the yard and that really sold me that she wasn't just a horse that they needed to get rid of. Like they weren't just trying to dog her and they really wanted a proper owner. She's the most affectionate and quiet little pony that I've ever worked with and she's so fun. Since I've bought her, we've done a lot of trail riding and worked on her responsiveness and she's come a long way. I'm really proud of her and I could honestly talk about her all day. But she's gone from being a fairly dull horse to transitioning through gates on verbal cues and moving off my leg and being ridden bareback in a halter with no problems. And I'm pretty proud of her about this. I entered her in an online show and it was really fun. We entered the trail class and she came first, so I was super excited about that. I think one of our highlights from the challenge was close to the end, actually. Where we often ride, there's a lot of kids ride their bikes as well and they make little like skinny BMX tracks and stuff and it works great for us because we use them as well. And the kids made a new one, so we were weaving through it. And I honestly don't know how they get their bikes through. Like, it's so skinny. And at the end, there was, like, a really big log. And so we stopped, and she, Queenie was sort of sniffing at it. And I was thinking, oh, maybe we should turn around. It was above it. It was well above it knees. Like, it was a pretty big log. Anyway, as I was trying to think about what we would do, she decides, look, Mum, wait, I got this. And jumps the log from a complete stop. It was so funny and so awkward. <laughs> I think in doing this challenge, we've gained a lot of confidence in each other. Queenie's only four, so she needs that. And over the challenge, I've learned more about where she is at with her abilities. And we've built on them up to the point of doing small jumps intentionally most of the time. <laughs> Long trail rides and starting more complicated stuff. It's really pushed me to ride more and I hope to keep doing that once the challenge is over. I think Queenie has gotten a lot more exposure to things and become more responsive, which is really great to see. She's always been really quiet, but a lot of the things around town have been quite new to her, and some of those things were really scary, but she's handled it like an absolute legend, and I'm so proud of her. And when I got her, she wasn't very responsive to much of anything, but since then she's become a lot more sensitive and a lot more fun to ride. Now all i got to do is cluck at her and she moves up a gear, which is a massive change. And sometimes she even offers going faster. When I got her, she didn't want to walk. <laughs> she was pretty lazy. <laughs> I'm really glad we did the 100 mile challenge. It was really, I thought it would take a lot longer than it did. And I thought it would be a lot harder than it was. But it's actually really achievable. And I think Queenie and I got a lot out of it. I definitely recommend it for anyone to do. Hi, I'm Victoria Bonham from just outside of Bathurst, New South Wales, Australia. I grew up the youngest of four children on a 600 acre farm with sheep and cattle. My parents knew absolutely nothing about horses, but they were needed for us kids to be able to help dad with the mustering and the farm work. We had very old secondhand saddles and gear and a very motley bunch of ponies and horses over the years as we grew up. We didn't have a horse float or a truck, so all four of us had to ride the 11 miles or 16 kilometres into town to be able to participate in Pony Club once a month. And then we rode home again the same day. Maybe that's why I eventually got into endurance riding. I entered myself, my husband and my 23-year-old daughter in the War Horse 100 Mile Challenge. At this time with COVID-19 and the endurance season being cancelled or on hold, the 100 Mile Challenge has given us an incentive to keep riding and doing the miles and spending time with our horses. The three horses are all Arabians. Colonial Trinity, a 10-year-old grey mare, Sharal Lucifer, a 7-year-old bay gelding, and Lamb Tiny Golden Treasure, an 11-year-old Anglo-Stallion we call Harley. The mare I've only owned for a year, we're still getting to know each other, so the time in the saddle will be especially good for us. My husband's gelding is still young in the head and still maturing, so needs lots of long, slow distance. And the stallion is just what my daughter needs. He's so funny with so much personality, so they're just spending time together and having fun. Committing to the challenge also means committing to time with the horses. My family are fairly goal-oriented. No goal? Not, not a lot of motivation. So the challenge has kept us at it, if only slowly on weekends. It's winter here now and the days get dark pretty early, so it's only weekends that we get a chance to ride. I think if it weren't for the challenge, the horses would not be getting the time and attention that they need and deserve and it's easy to say, 
there's plenty of time or there's no reason or goal or even it's too cold. (laughs) But let's face it, time with the horses is as good for our mental and physical health as it is for their health and training. I would recommend this challenge to anyone with horses, any horse, any discipline, any ability. It may take you out of your comfort zone, but the challenge is worthwhile. There's great support network on the Facebook page, plus a completion prize to brag about and show off at the end. So it is with my thanks to Christina Hike for organising, accepting and welcoming us from all over the world and to the sponsors who have donated exceptional prizes to keep us all motivated. Enjoy the challenge. See you on the tracks. Hi, my name is Jen. I've recorded audio before for the podcast, particularly around my endurance mini cricket. I thought it was time for an update since it's been a long time since I've submitted anything. This past year has been insane. I picked up a new horse and just a few weeks later moved across the country for a new job. My crew is all settled into Northeast Pennsylvania and we're making strides to getting into the endurance world on the East Coast. First, let me update on my girls' keychain cricket. They have essentially been on a year-long vacation since just before the move. Cricket is still on vacation. However, she's starting fat camp. (laughs) Poor kid has lost most of her muscle mass and gained quite a belly over the winter and her extended vacation. She's too chunky right now to even take out on trail with us because she has zero stamina. She's a far cry from the super fit endurance mini that crushed intros just a little over a year ago, but we'll get her back into shape. We're uh, bringing her about slowly, just like you always do, and working on... uh, building up that stamina and her muscles again and trying to shrink the belly, which is just about impossible for a mini. This winter wasn't super great on my mare, Keech. She's getting a little older and uh, the lack of, we'll say, movement or exercise uh, definitely kind of hit her hard. She, um, she's got a little bit of arthritis in her hips and definitely did not like the cold and was very much enjoying being a California girl. This spring when the weather started warming back up, <clears throat> I decided to start bringing her back into work. We've completed a couple super short five mile um, virtual endurance rides. Pretty much just enjoyed exploring new trails since we really hadn't had that opportunity. But her most critical role has definitely been as a babysitting horse. Uh, she's such a solid trail horse. She's capable of giving any horse confidence down the trail. Her endurance days are likely behind her and she's pretty much been retired into my boyfriend's trail horse, especially now that I'm back on my gelding. She's just such an incredible mare and definitely needs a job. And she takes incredible care of Daniel. It's, it's pretty amazing to watch. I'll still hop on and ride my best girl from time to time, but she really does love Daniel and is pushing him to become a better rider. It, it definitely works out since I will absolutely need a buddy on trail with me for a little while with my new gelding. I got Killian, who's a young Arabian gelding, about five weeks before we moved. He, I fell in love with him months before I ever got the chance to call him mine and I had to keep saying no, 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 even though my friend was trying to pawn him off on me. Um, and then I finally got the chance to say yes and haven't really looked back. It's been an extremely bumpy road with him since I brought him home last April. I had, like I said, just five weeks before I put him on a huge truck to be shipped with my girls from from coast to coast. He did amazing shipping. Honestly, he looked better than my two mares when he got off the truck. But once we got to Pennsylvania, we've had nothing but issues pretty much. Uh, He lost a ton of weight He had no concept of how to interact with a herd since he had pretty much grown up by himself in a stall and he didn't have any idea how to graze. Uh, (laughs) It was a long summer trying to figure out my little dude, but we got his diet situated. We got his herd situation figured out and his big sisters showed him how to properly graze. After we got everything situated, uh, Keech sprained her hip in early October and was put on stall rest for six to eight weeks. 
So I decided since I didn't have a horse that I could really work with, I was going to start Killian. And after a few good sessions, I ended up in the dirt with a minor concussion and concluded that I definitely needed some professional help. So we found a trainer and Killian got shipped off to the trainer in uh, December and the girls followed him to the other barn in January. <clears throat> Killian's been in training for about five months. Uh, we spent two months doing groundwork before we even considered getting on his back again. And then after about three months under saddle, I finally felt comfortable enough to try to climb back aboard. My fall left me pretty terrified of my little man and it's taken a lot of time and effort to work through that fear. A few days after I got on him again for the first time, I saw a Facebook post about a virtual ride challenge for 100 miles, and I thought it would be such an amazing way to log our first 100 trail miles together, as well as a way to help us build our trust and bond back up. So I joined the Warhorse Challenge. I knew <laughs> we would be done much later than most folks, as we are taking baby steps to get our 100 miles. We finally hit double digits over Memorial Day weekend, where we did our longest ride ever, which was also our first ride without the trainer present. It was a new location with a horse he had never met. And on top of that, we had our first trot and canter out on the trail and my first canter on him ever. I've trotted him a little bit in the arena, but I have never cantered Killian. And I have to say, his canter is the stuff equestrian dreams are made of. I really can't wait to see his future as an endurance horse. My fear is slowly melting away, and the Warhorse Challenge is definitely helping. In fact, it's helping so much, I signed up for the Rosebud Challenge to track our second 100 miles, and plan to sign up for the Valkyrie and the Ranger Challenges as well. I don't expect us to finish getting all 400 miles before they all close at the end of the year, but we're gonna take it slow and steady and see where we end up. Thanks to the challenges, I'm definitely getting over my fear and I am falling in love with my little dude more and more every ride. Hi, my name's Jen McCabe, and I wanted to give you guys a, an update on how we are doing here in Southeast Idaho on the Warhorse and the Rosebud 100 Mile Challenges. So how did we get into horses? Um, I always loved horses as a kid. I hopped rides on friends' ponies, but, um, and I would take the occasional riding lesson, but my riding was pretty sporadic until I was in my mid-30s when I adopted my first BLM Mustang, my heart horse, a gelding named Elko's Eye of Odin. Uh, he is a black gated Mustang from the Antelope Valley HMA. We're in our fifth year of riding together and uh, every day is an adventure. Odin is a horse, horse with lots of opinions and uh, he and I get along pretty well. It's, we're both pretty stubborn and pretty driven, uh, although generally not at the same time, which is good. We kind of trade off. Um, he's a very challenging, very wonderful horse to ride and partner with, and we love doing now solo trail riding, which is the vast majority of our riding, and uh, are, are getting back into shape for endurance. Um, so I am working with my, my gelding Odin, uh, who's my first horse, on the, uh, the War Horse Challenge, and then I'm working with my newer mayor. Uh, she is also a BLM Mustang. Her name is Bella. She is a, a big, big hunk of mare. Um, she's a bay from the Green Mountain, Wyoming herd management area. And uh, in her first winter here in Idaho, she gained so much weight, we thought she was actually in full. Turns out, no, she was just really enjoying um, packing on some pounds over the winter. So she and I are gradually in the process of getting back into shape for endurance. And we are competing uh, proudly in the Rosebud Challenge. Um, so Odin and I are a little further along, about a month in, where we have almost uh, 40 some miles to go in our Warhorse Challenge, and Bella and I have about 60 miles to go. Um, the typical ride I do is a loop in Castle Rock State Parks here in Idaho. It's beautiful. We climb about 1,400 feet of elevation, gain and loss through the seven to 10 mile ride course. Um, we encounter some seasonal springs, granite, uh, wildlife, other folks on the trail, depending on when we ride. 
Um, and it's a fantastic way to solidify a partnership. So I think the best part of doing the 100-mile challenge for us is definitely that Bella and I are, are now really, really solid partners. After a very slow start, Bella arrived home here in Idaho last year. We didn't ride very much together, uh, and we didn't ride nearly at all through the winter. Rode a lot in the early spring, and then I hurt my rotator cuff, and so she had some time off, and we hadn't done any of those, those rides uh, solo. Now I can say that the riding that we have done for Rosebud, we've done 100% solo together. In fact, the first three miles I took her out on for Rosebud, I didn't even think I was going to ride her. I just went to hand walk. We, I bought a Sensation treeless saddle. And I'm not the, the most balanced rider all the time. I have kind of a gimpy right side. And so I was really concerned about whether or not the treeless would work for both of us. I figured it would work for Bella. It looked really comfortable. I decided to hop up on her and I just had the halter with the lead rope untied. And she let me lead her right over to a, a granite rock. You know, I kind of threw myself into the saddle and I'd never tied the lead rope. We just kind of took off. I let my feet dangle out of the stirrups and we did three miles together that way. Um, and ever since then, we've been really, really solid partners. So I love enjoying the scenery with two horses. It really is an incredible gift to have two, two awesome ponies that I get to do, you know, 100 miles each with. I 100% feel that committing to 100 miles together has benefited the relationship that I've had both with Odin and with Bella. Odin and I can be very kind of lackadaisical on our training rides for endurance when we're riding alone. Um, and so his and my work together has really been trying to get some speed work in during our rides, as well as to just relax and enjoy the grass and work on some of the things that we um, that we learned earlier in our relationship, like opening gates from horseback and that sort of thing. Also for me to improve my riding equitation. So again, I mentioned I have kind of a gimpy right side at a car accident when I was 20 and had a bunch of surgeries to fix that leg and, you know, had an ex-fixator on, didn't walk for a year, you know, had, had three or four years of having surgeries on my right knee and ankle. And with Odin in particular, I, he's kind of a bouncy gated horse, so especially when he's excited, you know, he tends to move more up and down. <laughs> and so he's kind of a challenge to ride for, for me. And so focusing on relaxing my seat, relaxing and releasing tension, having a flexible, uh, active and slightly forward while slightly following seat, like a lot of things that I haven't really finessed with Odin before are the focus of what we're doing on these hundred miles together. What do I think my horses gained from this challenge? 100% they're incredible trail partners. So they've encountered, you know, cyclists, kids, balloons, all kinds of materials. Um, Bella and I came across a gentleman who was coming in out of the, the backcountry um, behind one of our mountains with a, a dog and a, a giant camera and antler shed packed out on his back. So he had these giant, like, antler horn things poking out above his head and Bella just very calmly kind of stopped and I heard her take like a little snorty breath uh, and we said hello to the gentleman and then we moved right on by um, and so I think all of us have gained you know bravery and and deeper trust in each other doing these challenges in addition to just getting out and enjoying the the best part of Idaho weather I'm not into snow sports so I don't love riding in the winter here but uh, riding through the spring is just it's an absolutely beautiful time. Um, we've seen snakes and we've seen uh, lots of bugs and birds and beautiful wildflowers. We're riding right through the middle of when our peak wildflower season is. Parting thoughts and why would we suggest a 100-mile challenge to other riders? Whew, particularly in this kind of climate and the kind of craziness that's happening in our world right now, the need to do something positive, um, something appreciative something um, to be able to do something enthusiastically there's nothing better than time out with your with your horse whether that's you know hand walking or riding or jogging alongside or driving or ponying you know all of the above um, it really has been kind of a sanity saver for me to be able to to get up out and moving with my horses you know, first of all, Bella wasn't the only one who packed on pounds over the Idaho winter, but secondly, it's just such a scary time and such an uncertain time. And to have this deep and, and, and deepening relationship with my horses through these miles is just absolutely incredible, right? It, it enables me to, to come back, you know, home 
tired and smiling and to be able to spread positivity and encouragement, you know, both of which are the end results from, from doing um, the War Horse and the Rosebud Challenge. So I hope if you haven't yet joined one of the 100-mile challenges, please do. I know there are Valkyrie and another, even another challenge coming up, so there are plenty of opportunities. You know, don't wait, just sign up. Whether you do half a mile at a time or 10 miles at a time, it doesn't matter. It's just about getting out there, enjoying time with your horse, your best equine partner, you know, even do it on foot yourself. Take a, take a friend, take a family member, you know, take a family pet. Get, just get out there and travel some miles. Um, you'll feel much better when you do. Hello, this is Chris again, and I hope you all enjoyed these stories from the participants of the War Horse and the Rosebud 100 Mile Challenges. I know that this is, you know, play on words. This is a challenging time right now that we're all in. And it was my hope to give everybody a pleasant distraction and a focus so that we can all keep moving forward. And I have my daughter Alexandra with me and her and I have decided that we were going to do the Rosebud Challenge 100 miles on foot. So we've been adding the miles up every week. So we are at about 80 miles done together. Can you believe we did 80 miles on our own two legs? No, but it's been a journey. It's been fun. And I'll miss it when it's done. I know. I'm getting a little sad. I feel like we're slowing down a little bit because then it's going to be done. So what's been the best part of the challenge so far? Trying to achieve 100 miles. Yeah. What is... Why does that make you happy? I can tell it makes you really happy to get that 100 miles. What is it about that that makes you happy? Because you can see how many miles you did. Yeah. And you earn something for 100 miles, which feels like a lot. It is a lot. It is an achievement because, you know, some of those days we would have rather stayed home and watched Avengers or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's been really supportive of me, and she stays back with me sometimes. And she wants that Valkyrie 100-mile challenge medal so much that she's like, Mom, I will ride 100 miles with you for it. So what do you like about the Valkyrie medal? On Avengers, is this on Thor Ragnarok, there's this woman, and she's called the Valkyrie, and she rides a Pegasus in the movie. She's one of my favorite characters. The kids are always asking me, what's your favorite character? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go with the imperfect one. I'm going to go with the Valkyrie <laughs> because, yeah, she, she doesn't quite have it all together and, and neither do I. So I can relate to her a lot better. Thank you for chatting with me. Today, I'm supposed to be getting in the mail a HiloFit system. I'm truly looking forward to using this HiloFit system. So after doing this running for myself for a few years, I've really gotten interested in the feedback on how well my heart rate improves over time. And I can't wait to see how my horse's heart rate improves over time and how it does on hills. I'm just gonna love, I think, having all that information at my fingertips. So keep an eye out for that. Probably the next episode, I'll be able to give you an update on how the system works. It's supposed to send all the information straight to your phone app. I also wanted to give another shout out to Renegade Hoof Boots. They were so generous. So I'm so grateful to them. And I'm looking forward to seeing who gets the free boots and pictures of their horses with them on there and seeing how this all goes for them. I also want to thank U.S. Rider. They are the AAA type service for horse people specifically. They understand horse people. They have a great network set up. You know, this is the right audience for U.S. Rider, I believe, because rides are going to start happening again. I know that out in Colorado, Tennessee Lane is prepping for her ride, that Cindy Collins is getting Bighorn ready to go, and U.S. Rider would be a great asset if you're traveling out and just in case something happens, it'd be great. Check out U.S. Rider. So I hope everybody enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I enjoyed it. I have been becoming a fan of some of these horses in the challenge. And I would ask you to go ahead and look us up. It's Warhorse Endurance Conditioning Challenges. And it's on Facebook. We have just over a thousand people there now. And we're getting so many updates every day of pictures of flowering cactus and mountains and streams and waterfalls and getting to see Tasmania and all these places that everybody's riding. 
and it is a very encouraging group. I don't allow any advertising. I don't allow anything else on there. I'm trying to keep it pure and cut down to this group is what it is about, and that's what you're going to see on there. And people are great at sending updates in, and I have been so becoming a fan of Mimi the donkey and Morris the donkey and the mini driving horse and the naughty ninja pony (laughs) who um, her owner started out with the challenge ground driving her because she's to be her daughter's mounted archery horse someday. Ninja, you know, had got a lot of ground driving done before she started to go out for trail rides. So it's just been really fun to see, been fun to follow. We ask you to come on over and join us. You're welcome. Even if you don't join one of the challenges, we're just trying to create a lot of positive energy at any time, but especially during the times that we are facing right now. So without further ado, I'm going to get going and working on those challenges again. The website is warhorseendurance.com. Ride far, ride well, ride often. We enjoyed having you along for the ride. Endurance Horse Podcast is where you get to share your adventures of riding good horses through beautiful country. Many stresses in life are washed away by a good gallop, a steady trot, or by simply saddling up your favorite horse for an easy ride. Remember, every mile a memory. To share your story on Endurance Horse Podcast, send an email to endurancehorsepodcast at gmail.com. Ah!